0: Log Talk Radio Live from the old wooden shack. We present to you <coughs> our yearly traditional telling <coughs> of A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, done only by Miss Yeah, around your Christmas tree now. We have ours lit. Ooh, comfort and joy. Oh, it's always good to have some pizza too pink lights. I can picture those little pink, red, and white striped ornaments all turning around like a carousel on your tree. Of course, here, we don't have a tree, or we don't have any ornaments in the old wooden shack, but we do have a tree with some pink lights and some pretty things for you, and some reindeer there, too, so you better be listening on Christmas Eve. On behalf of all of us, Here at Night Owls Radio We do want to wish you The happiest of holidays Merry Christmas And the happiest of New Year's And the stockings were hung By the chimney with care In hopes that Miss X's pool Soon would be there Our traditional telling also of 'Twas the night before Christmas Only to be heard For you Night Christmas Eve Night. oh, it's calm. It's calm. oh it's bright. You know, every year we do a Christmas carol for you in our abbreviated version tonight. The only the scary parts are Charles Dickens a Christmas carol. Of course my favorite part is Fezziwig's ball that I think of every year. The red outfits, the dancing, the pulling back of the brown wooden benches of work in the workplace, ah, and the fancy dances of Fezziwig's ball. Be sure you look at that picture from the 1800s, the drawing of Fezziwig's ball. And now, without further ado, we bring you. Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. The scary little tale of a visit by three ghosts to old, crabby Scrooge himself. The phantom moved away as it had come towards him. Scrooge followed in the shadow of its dress, which bore him up and carried him along. Over the city! They scarcely seemed to enter the city. They a the spirit. Stop beside one little knot of businessmen. <clears throat> and the businessmen, observing that the hand was pointed to them, Scrooge advanced to listen to their talk. No, 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 no. My favorite part of Christmas Carol is where they go sliding down the white snow and ice of a British street in London. That's my favorite part. And he takes Tiny Tim and slides down the street. Miss X has done that. Many a time. By the way, we bring you this tale, A Christmas Carol, every single year, as presented by Miss X, as a way of remembering Orson Welles' yearly radio Christmas telling of A Christmas Carol. And in keeping with that tradition, we continue A Christmas Carol by Miss X, presented. Why, Miss X. Why, what was the matter with him? after the third man. I thought he'd never die. I don't know much about it either way. I only know he's dead. When did he die? Last night, I believe. God oh, knows, said the first. What has he done with his money? I haven't heard, said the man with the large chin. Left it to his company, perhaps. He hasn't left it to me. That's all I know. Oh, and isn't that really the way of life? It's likely to be a very cheap funeral. For upon my life, I don't know of anybody to go to it. Suppose I make up a party and volunteer. I don't mind going if a lunch is provided. But I must be fed if I make one. <laughs> well, I am the most disinterested among you after all. For I never wear black gloves and I never eat lunch. I'll well, offer to go if anybody else will. Well, I come to think of it if anybody else will. I'm not at all sure that I wasn't his most particular friend. Well, we used to speak and stop. Whenever we met, the phantom glided on into a street, pointing its scary finger the whole time to show with its black finger what Scrooge was to look at. Its finger pointed to two persons meeting. Scrooge listened again. He knew these men also perfectly. They were men of business. How are you? said one. How are you? returned the other. Well, Scratch has got his own at last, eh? So I am told. Coloured, isn't it? Seasonable for Christmas time, the red and green Christmas. Something to those to think of. Good morning. That was their meeting, their conversation, and their parting. Scrooge was inclined to be surprised at the spirit should sort attract of importance to conversations. Apparently, so trivial, but feeling assured that he must have some hidden purpose, he set himself to consider what it was likely to be. can be supposed to have any bearing on the deeds of Jacob, his old partner? Oh, Jacob Money! I knew you well. But that was Christmas past, and this ghost province was the future. Oh, sorry future. He looked about in that very place for his own image but another man stood in his accustomed corner. And though the clock pointed to his usual time of day for being there, he saw no likeness of himself among the multitudes that poured in. Quiet and dark, beside him stood the phantom with his outstretched hand. They left the busy skein and went into an obscure part of the town where Scrooge had never penetrated before. Although he recognized its situation and its bad repute, the ways were foul and narrow, the shops and houses wretched, the people drunken, slipshod, ugly, alleys and archways disgorged their own fence of smell and dirt of filth and misery. Scrooge and the Phantom came into the presence of this man, just as a woman with a heavy bundle slunk into the shop. Every person has a right to take care of themselves. He always did. That's true indeed. No man more so. Why then don't stand staring as if he was afraid? Woman, no wiser. No, indeed. To hope not, as they picked over Scrooge's clothes. "'But Scrooge didn't know it was Scrooge "'who lay there with his clothes getting picked over. "'I certainly shan't hold my hand "'when I can get anything in it by reaching it out "'for the sake of such a man.' "'And he was, "'I promise you, Joe, "'don't drop that oil upon the blankets now. "'Spirit!' said Scrooge, shuddering from head to foot. "'I see, I see! "'The case of this unhappy man like my, my own. "'My life tends that way now.' of heaven, what is this? What is this? He recoiled in terror, but the scene had changed to a room that was very dark, too dark to be observed with any accuracy. A pale light writhing in the outer air fell straight upon the bed, and on it, unwatched, unwept, uncared for, was the bottle I Scrooge glanced towards the phantom. Its steady hand was pointed to the head. Scrooge is afraid. No more power to withdraw the veil. To see the specter there. Oh, cold, cold, rigid, dreadful, death! Set up thine altar here, for this is thy dominion. Spirit, he said, this is a fearful place. In leaving it, I shall not leave his lesson. Trust me. Let us go. Still, the ghost pointed with an unmoved finger to the head. I understand you, Scrooge returned. And I would do it if I could, but I have not the power, spirit. I have not the power. If there is any person in the town who feels emotion caused by this man's death, show that person to me, spirit. I beseech you. I beseech you. The ghost conducted him through several streets familiar to his feet to the noisy little Cratchit still as statues in one corner of poor Bob Cratchit's house and he saw what had become of little tiny Tim to Scrooge's avarice. Then, the spirit stopped. The hand was pointed elsewhere. The house is yonder! Why do you point the way? The inexorable finger underwent no change. Scrooge hastened to the window of his office and looked in. Hastened. It was an office still, but not his. The furniture was the same, and the figure in the chair was not himself. He paused to look round before entering. So till he reached an iron gate, a churchyard. Here then the wretched man whose name he had now to learn lay underneath the now. It was a worthy place, walled in by houses overrun by grass and weeds. A worthy place. The spirit stood among the graves and pointed down to one. He advanced towards it. Trembling, the phantom was exactly as it had been, but he dreaded that he saw a new meaning in its solemn shape. Solemn shape. Before I draw nearer, nearer to that stone to which you point, answer me one question. Are these the shadows of the things that will be? Or oh, the are they shadows of the things that may be only? Still, the ghost pointed downward to the grave by which it stood. Men's courses will foreshadow certain ends, to which it persevered in they must lead. But if the course be departed from, the ends will change. Say it is thus with what you show me. The spirit, was the moon Scrooge crept towards it, trembling as he went, and... Following the finger right upon the stone of the neglected grave, his own name, Ebenezer Scrooge. And with that, of course, the next morning, Scrooge awoke to find out it was all a dream and got happily off to his nice little nephew's place with me, the beautiful nephew's daughter, and her blonde, curly, bouncy hair. Remember, until next time Happy Scream and Happy New Year to everyone, from all of us here at Night Owls Radio. And thank you so much for listening all year round.